James Dundon. This is all your fault, you and your stupid program. James Dundon. Please feel free to bask in my glow. Hey, here we go for podcast three, uh, the podcast that nearly didn't happen. I am feeling so sick. Um, not like, uh, not like ill. Um, I, I'd sound like I'm doing really street language. I am sick. That is totally ill. Um, I'm like, I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling hard done by it. I've had to stay very late. It's very late on a Wednesday evening. And I'm throwing this podcast together at lightning speed. There'll be loads of mistakes in it. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because I forgot it was Wednesday. <laughs> I was all ready to come in tomorrow and do it early, and then I, I suddenly realised it's Wednesday. Oh. So every Wednesday, without fail, a James Dundon podcast will be wanged in your face, and here it is. Hey, here's one for the thrill seekers. Are you a thrill seeker? Oh, you can have such fun down here. You can forget that new ride that's coming to Flambars this summer. Forget driving up and down the Big Dipper into Newquay. Now, there's other thrills to be had down in this part of the world. The ultimate thrill is... Riding a horse naked. Oh, imagine. A fully naked gallop across Dartmoor. This is Barbeni Farm Stables that are offering naturists the opportunity to bear all in a one-off ride. I'm guessing it's one-off because you'd be arrested. And uh, this one-off ride, uh, where uh, literally you, you wear nothing but your birthday suit and ride the horse across Dartmoor. Now, I've been looking into the publicity of this. It's happening on Saturday. This Saturday. What's the date on Saturday? It's the 1st of April. Is this... Is this... Now, I've, I'm there turning up going, I'm ready! Oh, you're all in clothes. I... Uh, but no, uh, I've been looking into this for you. Uh, the uh, naked horse riding in Dartmoor this Saturday. Uh, the escorts will be fully clothed. And they're suggesting those who do want to feel a, a rush of air on their chests, uh, should uh, should wear decent riding bo- boots and a robust pair of pants. That's what it says here. Oh, and hard hats compulsory. Well, thank goodness for that. I love this. It's like a real show. James Dundon. When we were young. Adele on heart. Adele just finished her tour, seen letting her hair down. She was on the dance floor in slip-on shoes and no makeup. Straight after her final show in Uckland, she headed out to a club and danced the night away. Uh, any rumours that she was pregnant quashed because she was first to the bar. <laughs> Love you, Adele. What are you having for tea tonight? What about candy floss pizza? Uh, a three cheese and tomato pizza covered in actual candy floss with syrup. This is a restaurant in Tokyo. Of course, it's in Japan. And, yeah, you thought pineapple on a pizza was a contentious issue. I, do you know, I cannot wait for MasterChef tonight. New series on. I'll be, uh, I'll be eating while I watch. Because try it, yeah? Focus on what's on the screen. It makes your cooking taste better. It really does work. James Dundon getting you home. Do you want to hear about Two Thick Thieves? Two Thick Thieves from Truro. A pair of knickers. Uh, two blokes uh, tried to nick a charity box from Truro Cathedral during a church service. They literally snuck in the back during the service... It was possibly the, the quietest play, at the time of the cathedral during the day. And they chose to steal the massive collection box, which is the size of a table. It's a big Perspex box. And they very calmly uh, took it outside and attempted to smash it with a brick. But uh, sadly for them, it was thick Perspex, even thicker than they are. James Dundon. I, I was making radio shows for fun. 
If, if everybody does it. If, everybody I know. Do. Shut up! I think the sweetest celebrity couple of the moment is The Weeknd dating Selena Gomez. Because you could do that. You could take your other half on dates fit for a celebrity. Because The Weeknd, Selena Gomez, they're doing dead simple dates. Like going to the aquarium, which they went after hours, private tour. Or the cinema, um, when he hired every seat in the place, private screening. Ah, right, not so normal. Uh, but no, no, they they went they went to a steakhouse the other night. You could do, the weekend took Selena Gomez to a steakhouse. You could do that because they they've opened up that Marco Pierre Marco Pierre White one up up Plymouth, haven't they? Big steakhouse. I've um I've seen fo- photos of the food on Twitter. I, if that's the size of a portions, I need three sides of chips. I think. Oh, <laughs> hey, Brexit's happened. It happened yesterday after nine months of waiting. Nine months directly. Drexit. That's what we should have called it. Drexit. Anyway, we're we're in Drexit. Article 50 triggered and a passport to Cornwall is now essential. There was a bloke on the Tamar Bridge yesterday handing out passports for anyone who left Cornwall. I'm not joking. (laughs) Anyone queuing for the toll booths at the Tamar Bridge was given a passport. It It was a bit of a stunt by a local book writer. He's written a book called A Passport to Cornwall. But the book is actually, it's a tiny thing. It's the size of a passport. It looks like a passport, only it's black and gold on the front instead of red. And uh, this is Phil Billington. He's uh, a Polperro Heritage Press. And they basically, this is like a guidebook. It's a passport to Cornwall. It's for locals and holidaymakers alike. A, a guidebook to Cornwall. The, the best of the local... Oh, giving advice, is it? Right, well, I tell you what then... What could we put in the passport to Cornwall? Specifically, uh, advice to holidaymakers. Mm, where do we start? Um, you can help me out on this on the text. 821-22. Buying a pasty and chips at Weatherspoons doesn't mean you've had a Cornish pasty. I think, yes, we'll put that in there. Uh, Lauren said, don't ask the staff at Trago's where things are. <laughs> yes. Uh, Barry said, if you can't reverse, don't drive anything that's not an A road. It's all in the passport to Cornwall, my friends. We've got Gwen up, Lance, and you're right, Gwen? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Good. Now, uh, guides for holiday makers, what can we put in the guide? Don't feed the seagulls. Yes, don't feed, no, don't feed the seagulls, no, don't. But James, you still feed them. Yeah. Well, this is, and they were saying as well. Oh, we, we, what we'll have to do we're, to control the seagulls, we'll have to hand out seagull contraception, which you, you could do. You, there's several ways of doing it, apparently. There's several ways of, uh, you know, doing that. But, they, uh, but I, I was thinking, well, that's no good. Just hand contraception to the thick idiots who keep feeding them. That's the problem. <laughs> James Dundon. Hey, that's quite a voice you've got there. You ever think about doing radio? It's Bruno Mars, 24 karat magic on heart. It's James Dundon getting your homie call higher. Um, you know how on Spotify you can build playlists and share them out? Well, someone's done a Brexit playlist. <laughs> now, do you know? Do you want to know what's on it? Right, Will Young. Think I better yeah. right and Boys to Men is on there as well, this song. Yeah. The Brexit playlist. Sinead O'Connor, maybe? Quite good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or slightly more upbeat. Uh, Tiffany, maybe? Now, that's what I call Brexit. In shops now, wouldn't it be wonderful? Article 50 has been triggered, and we're now kind of past the point of no return. 
That's what they're saying. It sounds a bit dramatic, doesn't it? But it is. Past the point of no return. I, actually, I'm past the point of no return of painting my bathroom because I bought the paint over 30 days ago. Gonna have to do it now. Can't take it back. Actually, we could do it, but let's do this on the text. What are you past the point of no return on? Because we're all juggling a million things at once. 8.21.22. Sal from Falmouth Uni. Uh, her 100,000-word dissertation. What? Uh, she's written 60,000 words. Wish she chose another subject. Always good. And Gab said, I'm past the point of no return with my neighbour. Loud music blaring again. Yeah, give it some art. Turn it up. And Stuart said, I am past the point of no return on stripping wood chip wallpaper. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, just I just live with that, really. Uh, they did a, a YouGov survey asking what things should be bought back when Britain leaves the EU. 19% wanted incandescent light bulbs. Have they not been to Trago? And 30% wanted selling goods in pounds and ounces. Again, have they not been to Trago? James Dundon. Gee, your station has a lot of problems. Hey, we're saved from the seagulls. A Harris hawk from Truro has been trained to scare off gulls. Brilliant! This bird can fly around the seagulls' territory. If, you know, if the seagulls becoming a bit of a nuisance, being a bit gobby, you know, nesting all together and ganging up on, on people, then this Harris hawk can fly around the territory and uh, basically disperse the seagulls. They, they don't like it. They, they just get scared and they go off. Brilliant! And this trained bird of prey from Truro is called Shaka. Shaka. Well, if anyone can sort the seagulls out, Shaka can. Shaka can. Yeah. Seagulls, I feel for you. Shaka can. Uh, does anyone? Uh, does anyone want Shaka to, to you know sort the gulls out? We can get we can get the Harris hawk over to yours. You know, if you've been outsmarted by a seagull, uh, what happened? Did it nick your food? Did it mess on your whites? I don't know. The, the trained bird of prey, Shaka Khan. Can. Shaka Khan. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll compile a list of complaints, please. Complaints against seagulls. Eight twenty one twenty two. Katie was off to a job interview in Truro uh, wearing a lovely blouse and was decorated on by a seagull. <laughs> right, tra- Katie is on the list. We'll sort it out. Uh, Tracy and Nuki had a pork chop nicked straight off her barbecue last summer. And Shauna was in St Ives. She had to eat her fish and chips inside on a beautiful day because one of the seagulls looked at her in an intimidating way. We, we could get compo for that, surely, couldn't we? You know, we, we throw away about two glasses of wine a week per household. Two a week? with that, That's like 624 million bottles a year across the whole of the country. And the, the reason we throw it away is because we open a bottle and then we don't finish the bottle and then a few days later we think, um, has this, has this gone stale? Is this wine off? Well, uh, the experts have done a scientific study. <gasps> They've spent a long time doing this. Was it, was it government funded? And, and they've worked out that wine can be kept up to five days. Up to five days. After that, you just use it in the cooking. That's what I do. I save a bottle and then and chuck it in. It's no problem. But, uh, yeah, up to five days. That would probably save you a fortune, won't it? It's all right. You could do it, yeah. But that's all right. You've still got an excuse. You could have a little glass tonight. Use it up. Get rid of it. You know, get it out of the way. James Dundon. Oh, 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 slow is, oh, oh, make sure wins. Did you know what the M- we're doing on the M6 at the minute? 
You think the roadworks at Temple are bad enough? You know, eight miles of roadworks at Temple we've got to put up with here. No, no, no. M6, 17 miles of roadworks in one continuous stretch. What could go wrong? And I'm, I'm driving through this thinking, God, this is going on a bit. 17 miles. So I started playing a little game. Count the workmen. Oh, yeah. Guess how many workmen in 17 miles of roadworks on the M6 this morning? On a Monday morning, how many men? 82. Hmm? I bet, actually, I bet that's higher than you thought. That is quite high, isn't it? Mind you, I wouldn't want to be one of 82 men trying to get 17 miles of roadworks finished, would you? I'm not sure about that. April Fools at the weekend. There were some crackers. Really believable ones, like, uh, well, Coca Cola Helium. You drink uh, drink a, a glass of Coke and it will give you a squeaky voice. It was a new product that's... Uh, no, that was that was a fake. Uh, what about the Royal Mint? The Royal Mint claim they're going to phase out 1p coins by introducing a 99p coin. No fake. This, but quite possible. Anything's possible. What about in Cornwall, an Easter egg-shaped pasty? The Cornish bakery, Mevergizzi, they said they're going to start selling the crimped crescent in an egg shaped for Easter. And uh, it, it sadly, it was an April Fool. And people were so disappointed it wasn't real. They said they're going to have to make it for next year because the idea's been too popular. I know, I did, well, just as long as we don't have to wait till Easter Sunday to scoff it. That's the, that's the only thing. If we could do this on the text, right? Pasty inventions. I, I've suddenly decided there's a novelty pasty market. I re- we could get on this. And I asked you to text in your pasty inventions. It's like Dragon's Den in here. Honestly, the pitching is fierce. Uh, Louise texts me. Because uh, you know what it's like eating a pasty? It can get messy with crumbs and bits of beef and potato falling out all down you. Louise's suggestion, a pasty with meat and veg at one end and a giant wet wipe at the other. Mm. You have a clean-up afterwards. Louise, excellent stuff. Well done. And then we got a text from Stuart the Singleton. Uh, Stuart says, what about a pasty you can microwave that doesn't go soggy? And you're single, you say, Stuart. Gosh. And uh, Dave the Trucker uh, saying, a hands-free pasty kit, an adjustable arm which holds the pasty in front of you in your vehicle. Right, don't try that at home. That could be... No. James Dundon. Now, missus, now, please, now, no jittering. The world's strongest cup of coffee has been revealed. This is now in shops. It contains 700 meg of caffeine a cup. My heart is racing thinking about this. Just to put it into perspective, that's more than twice your recommended daily limit of caffeine in one cup. What? <sighs> Hang on a minute. Sorry, twice your daily limit. Sorry, there's a daily limit for coffee? Who knew? Just a word of warning to you. If you're, if you're doing your Easter things and you're going in Sainsbury's getting some food, they are selling daffodil bulbs in the veg aisle. I, I put I put them in my basket thinking they were little baby onions. What could go wrong? Well, it's Brexit now. We've got to make do, haven't we? Talking about these um, uh, daffodil bulbs. They're in the supermarket in the veg aisle. You might start cooking with them. And I had a text from Stu saying, my local Chinese takeaway went to jail for cooking with daffodil bulbs. He comes out in spring. Right, well, thanks for thank you for letting us know, Stu. James Dundon. They are laughing at you. The Isle of Wight Council have turned to the public to name their new ferry. Hmm. Now, naming a ferry, you say? Gosh, I wonder what they suggested. Well, more than 2,000 people logged on to the website and suggested exactly the same name. The most popular name for the new Isle of Wight ferry will be... Floaty McFloatface. Oh, not again. Oh, excellent. Uh, Other popular suggestions included Brian Ferry, 
and Floatwood Mac, which <laughs> is my personal favourite. If you, look, if you're a postman and you've got a big package that doesn't fit through a letterbox, you know, one of those, what do you do? What would you do as a postman? You've got a, you've got a package that you need to deliver for Royal Mail. No one's in. Too big for the letterbox. What about if you saw a small downstairs window open and you think, oh, I could just drop it through a window and that way they won't miss the package and it will be nice and safe. Well, it's a good idea. So this postman dropped the package through this downstairs window that was open and splash, yeah, it was a downstairs toilet. So the, this postman left a raw mail card through the door saying, um, sorry, I think your parcel might be in the toilet. So... <laughs> So this is why you should put the toilet seat down. Take note. And frankly, I'd rather have my parcel in the toilet than one of those infuriating, sorry we missed you cards. You know, I'd I'd rather find a a little parcel in the toilet. (laughs) So so to speak. James Dundon. You just got kicked out of Cornwall for skipping. This is not exactly the way you want to start out. Tim Peake, the astronaut. He's had dinner with the Queen. And stay the night. Lad... Uh, he dined with the Queen at Windsor Castle last night with his wife, Rebecca. You imagine how nervous they were. Because eating in front of the Queen... Oh, no, it's spaghetti. What, you know, you imagine... <laughs> trying to eat in front of the Queen and then trying to eat and make conversation with loads of awkward silences. Because when you, you find that, when you do a first date with someone and the food comes out, everything goes very quiet. And you're, th- and you're thinking... Oh, God, I can't talk with my mouth open. I'll have to take the smaller mouthfuls, which for me, you know, I shovel it. It's, you know, that's difficult to do. But anyway, that happened last night. Tim Peake, he stayed the night too, because th- these are known as sleep and dine events at Windsor. You're given a bed for the night, presumably because uh, Philip doesn't want to pay for a guest taxi. That's what it is. I went to the doctor's this morning, and I went into the room with this lady doctor, and this has never happened to me before. This lady doctor was the nicest person I'd ever met. I just... Uh, there's something about her personality that I just... I, I almost fell in love with her. I'm not quite sure. The conversation flowed. We both laughed in the right place and we both smiled at each other. We made eye contact. I can't explain it. We just worked. Was it, have you? Is, is it just me that this has happened to? where you've been in a, a public place or wherever. I was in the doctor's surgery, but where you've just met someone and you thought, yeah, I'd like to date her. Stuart, who texted in saying, a girl at my local shop was the type of person I wanted to date, and then I dated her. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. And Sandra in Camborne texts me. Sandra has a gardener who she gets on with like a house on fire. She books him twice a week. So she sees more of him. She enjoys the social chats they have and they stop for coffee and they have a little uh, thing. Uh, But she says here, I wouldn't want to get with him, though, because he's got a receding hairline and bad teeth. Thank you, Sandra. And they say romance is dead. James Dundon. The boy's an absolute lunatic. Did you hear what happened up Plymouth last night? Up Plymouth, McDonald's staff barricaded their customers inside to protect them from a fight. A fight between two men in the street outside Macca's in Plymouth. <laughs> Perhaps the bloke thought he asked for a big smack. I don't, I don't know. Did he punch him between the fries? No, no, it's a serious story. It's a serious... Twitter was alight with this. Plymouth hadn't had this much excitement as if they are getting a Greg's. Uh, the, the two men had a little scrap in the street and then seemed to shake hands and make up before attempting to go in for a meal. Probably not a happy meal. Hold dark. The exciting news is season three has been shifted forward. It's going to run our screens a bit earlier. It's going to start in June. 
and they reckon um, that they've shifted it forward, the pole dark bosses, because otherwise it would have clashed with ITV's Victoria, which is very good. And, you know, they, they don't want to go up against that. Aidan Turner needs all the viewers he can get, because when he takes his shirt off, the audience drops by half. Because the women faint. So Easter holidays on in Cornwall. Loads of people down here on holiday. I had a text from Emma and Carl. They're on holiday down in St Ives till Friday. And um, Emma and Carl are uh, actually from Bodmin. <laughs> I love it. It's something about living in Cornwall. Only us Cornish would have a holiday in the same county we live in. Just think about that for a minute. That only ever happens in Cornwall. The complaints department has been... I've got a complaint. Uh, Emma's on your M's. Hi, right, James. Are you mocking my holiday? <laughs> yeah. No, you texted me a minute ago saying, oh, can you give us a shout-out? We're on holiday. Uh, Emma and Carl from Bodmin staying in St Ives. And I was just saying, that's a Cornish thing. Only people in Cornwall would ever holiday in the same county they live in. For five of us in a log cabin in the middle of the woods, £89 for a week, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> And it's Easter holidays. Hang on a minute. When did you book that? Two years ago? No, on Saturday just on. Get out. Oh, so this was spontaneous. Were you you planning to go away for Easter? No. Hang on a minute. How did you get time off work this week, you and your husband? It just happened. Sicky. Uh, no, I'm in quotes working from home this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Enjoy your holiday. You're welcome, darling. Bye. Bye. Enjoy your sickie. Yeah. James Dundon. Now, Mrs. Now, please. Now, no jittering. Sun doesn't set in Cornwall till 7.36 tonight. And it, I think we're going to be in for a pretty spectacular sunset because tomorrow's going to be good. It's going to be a nice, clear sky. Watch out for the sunset tonight. It's going to be a magic one. Might, maybe you've been feeling the pollen already. The pollen count's quite high at the minute. All the flowers have opened up their smelly bits. Or I'm not an expert. They, they kind of, you know, all the, all the smell pods of the flowers, they're starting to bloom. And maybe you've had the odd itch and a sneeze. Uh, because, well, it might not just be the pollen, though. Sunlight can make you sneeze. Uh, yeah. Sunlight. Uh, this is uh, new out today. They've done a massive survey. And they have found that between 18 and 35% of the population of the United Kingdom suffer from sunny sneezes, which is the name I've given it. The actual name they've given it is uh, photic sneeze reflex, or PSR. PSR. So that's, you need to go to your doctor. If you, get, if you go out in the sun and you find yourself sneezing uncontrollably, it might be the sunlight bringing it on. PSR, it's known as... Up to 35% of the population has suffered. But the good news is you, you live in Cornwall, so we only get sun 20 days of a year. No, it's not a problem. Living the dream. And finally, on this week's James Dundon podcast, the one outtake I've done all week. Honest, this is the only one. Little Mix. No, it isn't. It's Taylor Swift. And, and Shake It Off. Did I play Little Mix before that? No, earlier. I'm losing my marbles. Ending on a high as normal. A Bodget and Scarpa production for the James Dundon podcast. There you go. I managed to put that together in just over an hour. I'm quite proud of myself. That's incredibly quick. Haven't checked it. Uh, hopefully I didn't say or if I did, you can stick it up your anyway, you nasty pasty. And have a lovely time. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and join us next Wednesday for another James Dundon podcast. Unless I forget. Oh, James Dundon.